Hello. Hello. Welcome to episode one of the Tsunami podcast. Spoonami. Spoonami, whatever. Good. Our title is called Breaking Two. Matt, Jack, and Jackie in the office chilling. Spoonami. We're going to start off, as we forgot in the intro, to give people what the background was sharpened. So our fearless leader, Matt, will be talking. Yeah, Matt! Woo! Wow, don't patronize me. All right, so <laughs> listen up. Yeah. Um, sharpen, um, again, if you haven't like Kurt, we are a ministry uh, at SPU. We focus on like serving, especially the people who don't live in the dorms and aren't like traditional students. So basically, transfers, um, commuters, people who live off campus, and then people who live in the on-campus apartments and houses, we want, we want to serve you. And that's what we will do like each year. So far, like we've been getting like a few small groups, a few events like here and there going. Something that we do regularly um, that you can rely on is lunches every Tuesdays after every chapel, which happens in the First Free Methodist Church. If you don't know that church, <laughs> it's, um, just look for a church on campus and then... With the cross on top, obviously. And, and then, yeah, that's, that, that's the place. On that's the where chapels are on Tuesdays at 11, and then that's where we serve you free lunches at 12 on that same day. So yeah, come for community. 12 p.m. 12 p.m. Noon. It's a lunch. Noon. It's Noon. lunch, but yes, <laughs> lunch. <laughs> so, yeah, come for free food. More than that, fun fellowship. We are here. And then oh yes, something yeah. So if you just want to like know a little bit more about Sharpen itself, Sharpen's a, yeah, Sharpen's a pretty uh, young ministry. We're like, what are we like millennials? Fifteen year young. Yeah, fifteen years young. <laughs> Yeah, so born in like forms 2003 or 4-ish. Yeah. Yeah, by one of um, VP is of men or the vice president of ministries on campus. Like from there, it just like started, it started off as like making, hosting like small groups and then like hosting, I don't know, people in like different houses, like doing that. And that's, that's something um, I plan on like doing or bringing back maybe this year. It's a, it's a work in progress. Thanks. But then from there... They grew up and started, you know, learning how to cook, you know, yeah. learning how to use that stove. and play with fire. Yeah. Almost burned myself fires. today. Uh, <laughs> no. Spilled on yourself. Oh, but yeah. Okay. Yeah. That, that's true. <laughs> that's true. Well, for those who can't see us, there's literally black bean sauce or juice on my neon green shirt. You Go. can imagine. Yeah. yeah just, what a good life that must be. Yeah. Every day, every hour. So <laughs> here we go. We started like cooking food for people at breakfast and then we realized that more people wanted that and then also it just was too early for some people so we moved it to lunch and then when we realized that again there's still like a lot of people. This was at like a house by the way, um, <laughs> somewhere on campus but after that we decided to move it to the church where we could have more people yeah, seated and then at such a place. People could like just come, eat, and then yeah, get to make more connections and meet new faces. Yep, that's sharpen. That brings us yeah, kind of to to this year. We've also had like free coffee too, and 
that's something that's been like kind of on and off like in terms of attendance and like whether like we do it or not but my plan is to is to like have that available on a regular basis down the road maybe like 2020 or so very cool thank you thank you for that that background so long story short you know we're little kids and now we're like teenager we're rebellious and that's why we started this podcast we're we're not teenagers we're old enough to (laughs) hey hey you know um, relatively speaking now i'd like to flip the table a little bit and refer i'm gonna refer to jackie on this next topic Chip Kipchoge, how do you pronounce his name? <laughs> Eloy Kipchoge. Eloy Insanity. Kipchoge. Like, this wasn't even part of the schedule. Last Friday night at 11 PST, he attempted to break the two-hour barrier for the marathon. If you ever look at the history of marathon, like, 10 years ago, this was something that was impossible. People were like, oh, dude, there's no way anyone can break the two-hour barrier. I could barely run three hours. You know, Marathon has a long history. It's about a guy who trying to, like, tell the king that they won the war, ran that distance, and then died. You know, you should always train for a type of run like that. <laughs> he broke it with the astonishing one hour, 59 minutes, 40 seconds. 40.2 seconds. 40.2 seconds. So, a little bit of background. He's a Kenyan runner, 34 years young, my height. But 20 pounds lighter. He's 5'6", 126 pounds. Don't sh- don't don't fat shame me, guys. Um, two years ago, he attempted the same thing in Italy, where it was a flat like a F1 course, and he didn't beat it. It was two hours and 24 seconds, and then he's trying to do it again. And his message that really resonated with me was no human is limited. So you know. Yeah. With this world, a lot of people are like, oh, you can't do this, you can't do that. Oh, no one's going to listen to your podcast. This podcast is going to suck. I didn't believe that, you know. No human should be limited or is ever limited to anything because we're not a bunch of dogs, you know what I'm saying? Again, um, so just picture his pace. Imagine running 100 meter down the track. 17 seconds. But he does that 422 times. Just picture that. And then one of the things that really helped him with this way of breaking to was it was all programmed. Everything was scientifically researched. He had a special pair of shoes that was not even in the market. Custom to his foot. Every aspect of it. All his clothes, his tights, socks, arm sleeves. Everything's to make sure he has the max comfort. It was a flat row. There was only like a little bit, there's only two, he only made like six or seven turns throughout the whole race and it was only a 12 feet elevation. He had pacers that follow the car with some green beam and as, as they're running, like the pacer had to like stay right behind the line. Jack, you remember what it looks like? It was kind of yeah, cool. Yeah, it's, it's really cool. It had, there was like a, basically a pacer car in front of the group that was running and it, it sh- shines a, a green light onto the ground right in front of where they should be at for their pace in order to break the, the record. Yeah, so all the pacer was working hard and blocking the wind resistance while Kipchoge was in the middle. He doesn't have as much air drag, that's the terminology. All the pacers were like some sort of championship behind their belt. 
the ranges for. I thought that was fascinating that they got this collective of. I saw one video where it described that some were rivals to him, some were friends, some were trainers, yeah. uh, a variety of people all coming together to support this one guy being able to accomplish this task. I thought that was fascinating. Yeah. It, the age range of the pace were 19 to 46. Yeah. Which was insane. Like, I'm 21. I have yet to run a marathon. This 21-year-old or 19-year-old already ran a marathon, and he's already on, like, the world national team. And a 46-year-old guy who's still competing at that level, that's crazy. And, like, what Jack said, friends, foe, one of essentially Kipchoge's best friend who has been training for, for 15 years was there to finish with him. A lot of people watching and know the understanding the sport, how intensive it is. You're running two minutes and 50 seconds per kilometer, and there were times where he went over. So he ran like 152. There are times where he went 148, and there's a lot of doubts. And at one point in the race, the while the pacer, base, pacers were transitioning, so how it works is they try to make sure all the pacers were fresh. So they rotate them out every five kilometers. And one of the pacer almost tripped them. And that's when I was like, oh no, like you, you spent all this time redoing these research, all these energy, hiring 41 pacers and this guy almost tripped. It was almost over. A little bit more background with why this is so insane is because in 1991, uh, Michael Joyner, a psychology undergrad, did a research about human limits regarding the marathon. And it was research that Ideally, everything was perfect, perfect running economy. The person have the VO2 max, which is like how well you breathe. If you have the, lack, the maximum of lactate threshold, which means how much pain you can endure and how long before that pain really comes and get at you. It's stated that you can run at one hour, 57 to 58 seconds. But then if you think about it, that's research under perfect condition, which is almost impossible. And, you know, in reality, you add, like, 10 minutes of research because that's what a marathon's all about. He did it, killed it with 20 seconds. You know, his his wife, Grace, was there for the first time ever. She'd never seen him race, and he has been a marathon runner since 2012 when he did make the Olympic team. And the one race she decided to show up, he's breaking world records. It's insanity. The one thing I want to bounce back to is uh, I don't think a lot of people fully understand how fast this guy is running at this pace. What was the statistic you said? It's, it's like running 100 meters in 17.08 seconds. That's correct. 422 times. It's one thing to be running full speed for like a sprint yeah. or a short distance, but this guy is staying at this pace or going faster for this large amount of time. I, I, I just can't fathom being in that position and being able to run that distance at that, that speed. Yeah. And to put it in like an easier perspective for you, like in high school cross country meets is a 5K, which is a 3.1 miles. With his times that he ran throughout the whole course, he could have easily placed top five in any state, hands down. He was just running that back to back to back to back to back. It's like deadlifting your max like 440 times, something like that. Something, no, something I read about the training camp, uh, that they he was at in preparation they would run like five to six marathons per week yeah in preparation they were logging around 140 miles per week and so in science your body start breaking down at 60 miles so now just picture doing that over and over again and just building your lactic threshold aside from that that was just some 
history that we witnessed, even though at the wake up really early the next yeah. day. I don't think a lot, as many people as I think should have been paying attention to it because this is, this is, this is history in the making. Yeah. I, you always hear like history is happening all around us. This is literally history going into, into books yeah. and then 10, 15, 20 years from now, people are going to be reading about this. Yeah. Uh, so it's cool to be alive and experiencing it ourselves. And over 50 years ago is when the first man ever break the four minute mile. Nowadays, there's 1,400 people who broke the four-minute miles, and it's just something impossible is now possible, and now we're going to see, witness more and more people. It's that progression over time. Yeah, hit the limit. Not only that, this will just change the way people look at running as a sport, that you can do it with your mind set to it, discipline. They'll just make me apply that to my life. Just like, if I'm disciplined, then I have the freedom to do certain things. Like I have the freedom to run a marathon if I have the discipline to run every day consistently in training. For you guys, I think it's like good things is just think about like how someone who's really disciplined, humble, and have a goal, and people who says you can't, naysayers, he just shut them down and just tell them and get every single person with them in the program to believe in his vision. That's what I hope this podcast is. We trying to have a vision to just spread and have everyone be more community inclusiveness and i hope you guys are all on board in this if you don't believe in that hey come talk to us we'll figure something out and you'll be featured on the podcast another good news the seahawks beat the browns heck yeah did you get to watch that in that game jackie yes it was as a as a fan i felt bad what was your emotional roller coaster looking like describe this to me there was just, for the first time, the Seahawks are actually scoring offensively. Our defense had four turnovers, which is almost unlikely, like, nowadays. Because, you know, people don't, either they just toss the ball out or they just take a sack. Yeah. And we have four turnovers. Some of them were, like, luckier than others. The other ones just straight up, they just, you know, pass them the ball. It was good. There was a lot of penalty call, penalty holding, you know, with the whole NFL rule change. And- OBJ stats would have went off the roof if it wasn't for all the holding calls and. Matt, what's your feeling about football? Are you a, a, a fan? Or are you kind of just like football? See, I I watch it like just I don't know. I'll, I'll follow teams. I just do it because it's on. It's entertainment. If given the choice between the two, I'd rather like very much play a sport. Even True. even if I would get like seriously that. injured, yeah, I would like have like much more fun. <laughs> competing than like watching but i will watch because part of that's like also like supporting and like giving appreciation to like people who've put like tons of hours kind of like a runner here people who put hours of like training and discipline into playing the sports that they're in in that moment yeah and just imagine only two percent from all the collegiate football team gets to actually play and walk on the field following their graduation and these are people who just like made it. They work their butt off since when they can walk. They have a dream. They fight through a lot of adversity. Most of those guys definitely have a lot of injuries. You know, a couple of torn ACLs, some ligament tear, shoulder, back, lower back, even cancer. That's why Andrew Luck retired because he was just battling through for three years. And at, there's a certain point for an athlete that you just no longer have the joy of mm-hmm. just. That's what just made me realize what we do now is very important because if it doesn't give us joy, give us any like financial gain, it doesn't really help us in the long term because, you know, Andrew Luck could have easily been a Hall of Famer if it wasn't for his injuries and 
now like that's in jeopardy because he was been injured three years back to back and there was never a time where he felt he's rested fully you know he lost a love for sport and you know i have an, i have incredible respect for him being yeah. able to walk away from all of it and yeah especially after like after everything he's gone through and like trying to recover and yeah. get back into the game choosing to walk away from the fame and the My, i mean he's he's gonna be held as as a great football player but I just think it's it takes a lot to even walk away from the opportunities that come with being in the NFL or any professional sport sports team. Yeah, uh, for that matter. Shout out to Stanford. You know he got the brains, and it's definitely hard to walk away, especially with franchises built around you, and you just came back from an NFL comeback player of the year slap on the wrist for the NFL. It's like, ha, oh, got him. So I thought that was pretty funny. I think we're going to get into our segment of the Random Talk Subject Day. So, last week we curated a list of random stuff. We're going to have discussions about and ideally some fun arguments. So, first and foremost, scones without Jesus. I meant jams. So, how do you guys feel about scones without jams? Well, my personal opinion is that I think scones need something to go with them. Whether it be a jam or it's uh, what else goes with, with honey. scones? Honey, whatever. I I love honey on on scones. See it? Yeah. Now now your take on scones without Jesus. Where do you, where do you run with that? You Does know, it kind of align with jams in a way? I think partially. You know, Jesus didn't give us all these berries and all these fun fruits if it wasn't meant to be eaten. So. But the thing is, I'm not a fan of scones, but the fresh ones are, like, makes a difference. So if there's, like, a store-bought one, then it's very questionable. I'm usually not a fan of that. Matt, when was the last time you had a scone? It's been... I think it's been too long. Sorry, because I didn't get to eat one of your scones. But it's okay. You know, I'll get over it. So, something about scones is that... I would say it doesn't need jams if... You apply the right flavoring, maybe. If you like, blueberry, <laughs> maybe some like blueberry or I don't know, raspberry or cherry. Like basically, if it's not just like a plain like bread pastry, then 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 you're good to go. If but if it's you know pretty much like a biscuit or cracker, <laughs> it can you know like it. There's nothing like wrong with that, but then jams exist too. So yeah, to support scones, or or we could take it out of context of food, but teamwork is not a bad thing, but also being able to stand on your own mm-hmm. is also good Good too. Yes, exactly. yes. Precisely. And, of course, if whoever feel called to make and bake scone for Matt, feel free to drop by his office. He needs to have a scone. Yeah. He doesn't have yeah, one. Maybe. I also want some fresh ones, so, you know. Yeah, hit, hit Jack and Jackie up, too, you know. I mean, yeah. we have a fresh, so bring us. <laughs> yeah, maybe you'll get featured on the podcast. You never know. Yeah. And then one. one of the things is... Um, one of the pro- problems that I really face on a daily basis is people in Seattle, or I don't want to be anything sexist, but a lot of girls, every time they see a dog, and we're just having mid-conversation, they'll stop, turn around, and we'll start walking towards the dog. And most of the time, it's, we're just like having a deep conversation. Like, how do you guys feel about that? Loki, I kind of identify with those girls, you know. I would have to say that if, when I see a dog, I it, oh, no. it, it pulls me out of that zone. So, I don't know. I guess I could argue for that side, that it's 
animals in general, not all animals, I'm not a big cat fan, but dogs <laughs> specifically. Dogs, dogs are, are a blessing upon this world. Yeah, but like, see, see, yeah, do- dogs, dog, dogs are amazing. I would hold back and like conceal myself though. Like if it's a deep conversation, like if we're just like chatting, totally, then like totally. there's nothing wrong with like you know just like cutting it off. <laughs> I don't know if I'm sharing about like going on like something serious, like maybe with my family yeah. or like a close friend, and then I see a dog, I'd be like, "That's cute," but then I wouldn't. <laughs> totally. Like, I know. think it takes maturity also, like to to just like realize like, "Hey, we're in a a conversation right now. Maybe you shouldn't." Go talk to that animal who <laughs> doesn't speak the same language as you. I mean, it, yeah, it's fun to knock on the ghost whispers or dog whispers. Dog, sorry, sorry, dog whispers. I mean, <laughs> shout out to the dog whispers in the community. We know you're out there. Mad respect. But yeah, I can see. I can see what you guys are saying. There's definitely scenarios where, obviously, that's that's just like walking away from any conversation, whether it's for walking mm-hmm. over to interact with a dog or just getting distracted in general. I think it's. It's important to realize the how serious the conversation is. Yes, and to end everything, we're going to have a special guest coming in soon. She'll be talking about puns and Harry Potter. We'll be right back. Matt, Jack, and Jackie in the office chilling! Spoonami. Oh, hi, Kasana. Welcome. Come on in. Oh, my God. What? What are the odds? Ow. Wow. Yeah, thank you for joining us for the first time. You guys are the worst actors. <laughs> <laughs> well, welcome, Kasana, to being our very first guest on the Spoonami podcast. What's it called? Spoonami. 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 Oh, that's a terrible <laughs> <laughs> Our whole name is a pun. Just remember that. Yeah, yeah just like puns. Well, what we're diving into today. Everybody, this is Kasana. Kasana, do you want to talk a little bit about yourself real quick? Let the people know who you are, what you're about. Sure. Um, yeah, like they said, my name's Kasana. I am Funk. a... Thank you, Jackie. <laughs> I am a fourth year at SVU. Yeah. my last year here. Hopefully, God <laughs> I am studying mathematics and education. Woohoo! Yeah. Empowering the future. Hopefully. Very cool. Well, welcome. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. Jackie, you want to take it away with the first topic? Yeah, so we're going to mm-hmm. go into a quick session of we're gonna, just going to give you puns. Oh. And you have to a little bit about Sona oh, is no. that she is the pun master of yes. Sharpen. Of Sharpen. Yeah. Of the world, no. Of the world, of the world. Let's let's kick off with our first pun. We're gonna, what we're gonna do is we're gonna set up the pun. If it's like a knock 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 joke based one, like you would try and answer, and then we'll just tell you what it is, and then you have to rate it from one to five. Oh, okay. So I'm just one, the pun. one, yeah. one being okay. and answering it. One being okay. bad, five being like the best pun you've ever heard. Okay. All right. We so each have a few. My boss told me to have a good day. So I went home. Is that really a pun? I don't think so. <laughs> That's just a really um, bad joke. That was just a really <laughs> bad start. <laughs> I have one. So oh. one. What do you get when you mix alcohol and literature? Ernest Hemingway? <laughs> no, close. <laughs> Tequila Mockingbird. Ooh, that was <laughs> really good. Alright, one to five. Uh. Oh man, that's a good one. Five is like the best you've ever heard. Okay, 
Okay, probably like a three point five. Okay, three point five. Pretty good, but like wasn't like wow. I've heard that before. Yeah. No. Oh. Okay. Sorry. Oh. Oh. Sorry, yeah, like I said, guys, she is the master of puns. All right. A storm blew away twenty five percent on my roof last night. Oof. Checking <laughs> <laughs> your puns. What? Is, is that was that was so good. You had to think about the pun. Be All like, right. What did you? What's, oh, what's the rating? What's it's the rating? like a four. It's a four. It's okay. Good. Matt, do you have any puns? Um, not really. Even if it's a classic that everyone uh, heard. the record show, Matt hates puns I and do anything too. fun. Oh! And anything oh. fun. Kasana, do you have a pun that you would like to share with us? Uh, let me think. I don't know. Mm. Mm. Do you know what's odd? What? Every other number. Oh! Math. Oh. Oh. We're gonna edit, edit that out. Guess, oh, yeah. guess. That you can't times. even. Oh my god. Oh! <laughs> Never get so many times. Yeah, never get so better every time. I get another one. What did the janitor say when he jumped out of the closet? Gotta get my mom. Supplies. (laughs) (laughs) This one's for math majors. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Not not all mad puns are terrible. Just some. <laughs> yeah, yeah, good. The delivery was everything on that one. That was it good. was Three. very nice, Jackie. Very nice. Matt, what do you have for us? Groans and eye rolls. Just pity laughter. Here's Chance a little political one. How did I escape from Iraq? I ran. Damn. <laughs> Dang, okay. she's on top okay. of this. It's over. It's okay, Jackie. Honestly. Okay. I'll tell you a chemistry joke, but I know I wouldn't get a reaction. Nah. Uh, yeah, not good enough. So, I have a question. Why is it that you love puns so much, and where does that come from? Yeah. Mm, well, that's a good question, Jeff. I, I think there's something fun and silly about them, you know? And a really good pun, you have to think about it. Like, the, the roof one, when you say oof, it's like, wait, what does that even mean? And you need to, like... It's a level of like cognition. You have it's to not go just to. stupid comedy. It's like yeah, it's not like, like slapstick. It. It's gotcha. kind of like oh, someone fell. That's funny. It's like that's not funny. And pop someone probably got hurt with that. But like pun. <laughs> you can get away with yeah, some dark humor. For sure. For sure. Yeah. I like that. There's more thinking involved. A level of wit, if you will. Yeah. Um. Here's another one. I'm glad I know sign language. It's pretty handy. <laughs> <laughs> Matt's over here dying. Uh, He's like, can we move on to the next segment, please? She, yeah, she, 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 she came in tired, and now I'm just like, feeling oh, good. Yes. It, it was transferred. Sad, like, I'm nice, sorry, Matt. Here. Nice friends. And there then you this, go. this is a pun yeah. for his head right now, what he's thinking right now. I'm emotionally constipated. I haven't given a poop in days. <laughs> Oh yeah, it, it didn't actually say poop, it just... You know, yeah, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> thank you for clarifying that, yes. guys. Here. I had to. Not on my good Christian campus. Not on my not. good Christian campus. And Jack has some Harry Potter questions for you. Oh. Oh yeah, so let's transition into the next topic, which is that Kasana is a huge Harry Potter fan. Nerd. Is there like a certain way you identify? Is there like, I will gladly take nerd, Jack uh, can come at she me. She is... A self-proclaimed nerd. I do. I really love Harry Potter. What, what is it about Harry Potter that you love? Yeah. I think it's fun. It's, mad, it's mystical, magical. It's a, like it's our world, but a little bit different. In this it's room, just a little bit. Who is who is just has read the books or move or seen the movies? I only seen a movie. Never read the book. I've read the first four books and then I've seen all the movies. Okay. Kind of like in between that. Like I've seen some movies, read some books. Wow. Gotcha. 
So we are we are here to have you educate us on on why you love first interaction with Harry Potter. Mm. Do you remember the age? I wasn't allowed to read the books until I was ten, and Mm. I read them all in a week, and it was a hundred percent worth it. Why was it that you weren't allowed to? Uh, my mom had some views on like magic and witches, and she wanted yep. to make sure I was at an age where I was able to like be able to discern like truth from fiction. Facts. And so, yes. Kind of to follow up on that, I had a question. You know, some people, especially in like the Christian faith, but other other be- beliefs, kind of have a moral guardians. Yeah, they're they're worried about the witchcraft and that oh, it might yeah. be paired with being demonic or whatever worries parents might have for their kids. What is your mm-hmm. opinion on that? And I kind of like what you said about discernment. Yeah, I think it really does come down to knowing your own child um, in terms of, okay, like if I have a child who is scared by a lot of scary things, obviously I'm not going to let them mm-hmm. maybe read the books when they're young because that could give them nightmares. There's some really intense and heavy things in Harry Potter, and I think knowing how, like where your child's at and their thought processes and how they react to different media and things like that plays a lot into like, when you should allow your kid to read them. Very cool. Um, what house are you in? Oh, I Hufflepuff all the way. Hufflepuff. Very cool, very cool. Where would you put Matt? Matt? Hmm. Have you taken the online quiz? Yeah, I've actually done it four times. (laughs) Really? I I got every house. Oh, I don't believe in it, really. I took... It twice, and I got Gryffindor both times. Well, see, I'm not trying to flex there. No, oh, oh, yeah. no, that's such a flex okay, there. So <laughs> Come on, subtle, subtle flex, yeah. No, well, I feel like the houses are less so of, like, what you get put in and what you choose. I feel like a big theme in the books overall is, like, you choosing what you want to be. I heard this great theory that, like, all, like, Harry, Ron, Hermione really do embody the other houses in a lot of ways. Of, like, Hermione's totally book smart, so they'd stick her in, she should be a Ravenclaw, theoretically. Ron is so loyal, like with this huge family, he should be in Hufflepuff, and Harry's the waffling between Gryffindor and Slytherin all the time. But the fact is they all choose to be in Gryffindor in one way or the other because what they value most is that house's values mm-hmm. versus the other one. So I feel like it's more so like what you value, what you decide, and what you want to be, rather than something like, oh, you are this, if that makes sense. Yeah, and right. I think that even you can take take it out of the context of Harry Potter and apply oh, that to like real world. 100%. Do you see that a lot in Harry Potter, yeah. like, like being able to take a lot of these themes and and apply them to your life or just life in general? Oh yeah, I mean that one's huge. And just like what you decide, what you want to self identify is way bigger per se than what someone else is going to put on you. Very cool. Oof. I like that. That's really good. Matt, how does that make you feel now? <laughs> Better? Uh, better? Do you hear that, guys? You, what you choose for yourself is more important than what other people put on you. Yeah. Don't worry about just the expectation of others. Worry about, about what, what you truly want to do with your life, whether it's in your education or it's in your profession, whatever it might be. Uh, we can learn these really important lessons from even Harry Potter. I know it's insane, but... So <laughs> <laughs> a little fine ball. Even the, Harry Potter. The that's okay. Little, little softball. Okay. The leather ball with the wings. The snitch. The snitch. Yeah. Is that what I don't know? Yeah. Leather, what do you take away from metal, the snitch? And it's tiny. Oh, it's tiny. Oh. What do you take away from the snitch, Jackie? Uh, that's like me. Ball. That's like me. I always get around He's places. Bouncing around. Yeah. Wow. You know, I'm not a real player, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah, <laughs> For yes. the record, I'm not a player. Yeah, any shout-outs, by the way, yeah, to anybody? Any whether it's my, my, my other, your family, your uh, friends. Um, honestly, I don't think any of them are going to be listening to this. Oh! But... oh. <laughs> <laughs> I 
you can that's fair that. that's yeah, fair but in the off ch- <laughs> in the off chance that people are listening there's a door <laughs> in the off chance that people are listening do you have any shout outs yes hi everyone everyone all right shout out to everyone <laughs> sorry no you were all good that's okay yeah. honestly that's that's a good way to live your life yes no like people are people in today's age are very caught up with drama and Wow, what is that? Tea and mm-hmm. sorry, Jackie, throwing mm-hmm. the bus there. Mm-hmm. But I think that's a very honest way to live your life. And just okay. you can right. choose how to live. It said like tea is nice, but it definitely stains. Yeah. Oh. Repeat that one more time for the, the <laughs> listeners. Wow, another tea stupid is nice, pun. But it definitely stains. But this is a good Oof. pun. This is a good pun. Oof. We would like to subtle plug with Kasana. Her Instagram is kasana.funk. Thanks, Jackie. <laughs> You'll probably see her around campus. She's mm-hmm. an awesome person. Yes. Oh, thank you. Uh, but uh, look out for her, you know. Ask her questions about Harry Potter. Ask her what her newest favorite pun is, maybe, mm. you know. Yeah. Uh, and she's part of the core team for this quarter. And Yeah, so if you, if you guys come to the lunch that we've been mentioning. DM us if you want her back on the podcast. If not, she would be... <laughs> We'll, we'll, have, God. we'll have a poll. You guys can vote on it, right? Wow, honored. <laughs> Do you have any last things you want to share with the, the listeners? Do you have any question for us? Mm, I don't know. I can't think on top of my head. Sorry. That's okay. Well, That's thank okay. you again for coming on. Thank you. Um, thank you. Yes. And cool. Well, cool. this is the end of Spoonami Podcast episode, episode one. Thank you guys for listening in. We'll catch you next time. All right, thank you guys for listening. We'll we'll catch you next time. Sharpen the eyes for you. (laughs) Wow. All right, let's gather the food.